Hello from Clio Cloud Conference 2017 in New Orleans, Louisiana. I'm Phil Brown. I'm Jack Newton. I'm Ryan Govro. And I'm Commander Chris Hadfield. And we're on the road with Legal Talk Network. for joining us on the road. It's a pleasure to be here in the Big Easy. Today, we're talking with Commander Chris Hadfield. Nice to be chatting with y'all, and I'm happy to be back in the Big Easy, especially in a season where they haven't had any hurricanes yet. Uh, Chris, I think all three of us have read your book. I just want to ask a bit about uh, your experience with the Air Cadets and how that sort of paved the road for you going ahead and what sort of influence it might have on youngsters. When I was a kid, uh, I always dreamed about flying in space. And I had no idea how to get there. But I I did recognize that astronauts fly in space. And I thought, hey, that's a verb. I I can learn to do things that are verbs. So I thought I I should learn how to fly. And besides, uh, I knew I'd never be an astronaut because the odds are so bad. And I thought if I learn how to fly, then not only will that take me in the direction of what I'm dreaming about, but it'll also give me a skill that maybe I can have as a profession later. And so I looked around at 10 and said, how does a 10-year-old learn to fly? Well, I could join the Air Cadets. And lots of other countries have similar programs. There's the the Civil Air Patrol in the United States and Air Cadets in the United Kingdom and such. But in Canada, we have Air Cadets. And 60% of every commercial pilot in Canada started in the Air Cadets. It's a wonderful pipeline to, uh, to giving professional skills to young Canadians. And so I joined the Air Cadets to learn how to fly. And I did. I, I got my, I qualified to get a glider scholarship when I was just 15. And I got my uh, powered license and, and learned how to fly powered airplanes when I was 16. But meanwhile, they snuck in a bunch of other stuff. And I learned about self-discipline. I took a course in, uh, in the summer that I was 14 called Junior Leaders Course. And the things I learned that summer, never suspecting it, were the same Uh, ideas and concepts like uh, uh, leadership is the art of influencing human behavior to accomplish a mission in the manner desired by the leader. I learned that at 14 and it's true and I learned stuff at 14 that I applied through my entire career including when I was commander of the space station. So I think having a long-term goal and then looking around for ways that you can gain the skills to move ever closer to that goal that never ends but it sure was a great opportunity for me as a teenager to have something like Air Cadets available. One question I had, Chris, picking up on a thread you talked about in your talk around anticipating failure and planning for failure and how you could handle various negative scenarios, I think is a a really important concept to lawyers and something that probably resonated very strongly with the audience. Can you talk through that in a little bit more detail and what your approach for that is exactly? Absolutely, Jack. You know, we talk about things going wrong as if that's a negative and as if it's something that we didn't expect to happen. And I think it's because we have the words going wrong. But that's just stuff going. Stuff always goes wrong. You know, when you're driving a car, the car is constantly slightly to one side of the road or the other. It's gone slightly wrong. Or there's a problem with the car or the traffic is bad. What you're actually doing when you're operating a car is dealing with everything going wrong. And that's 
you just accept it. So I think you need sort of a fundamental shift in your perception of what is wrong and what is right. And, and accept the fact that stuff always goes wrong and your actual job as a professional is to anticipate all of the possible things that go wrong and have, had have tried to build an environment both with your own skills and the skills of everybody on your team so that when that thing goes wrong, when your car starts drifting to the side or the car in front of you starts sliding on the ice, you are not overwhelmed by the reality of that particular thing happening. Instead, you go, oh, I didn't expect this to happen, but I know how to deal with this. This is something I got ready for. And, and a lot of folks, oddly enough, go through life crossing their fingers in case things go wrong, but that, that doesn't help. And in fact, I think it makes you nervous and tense if your only way to deal with things going wrong is, is to hope that they don't. Instead, change your position and say, things are going to go wrong. Got it. Okay, my job is an entirely different job. My job is to anticipate the top 10 likely things to go wrong and then build our skill base in these quiet minutes that we have or hours or weeks so that when they do go wrong, we're like, ah, this, I didn't want this to happen, but we got this. We know how this works. And you can watch it in an experienced quarterback. You know, stuff that would floor a uh, person who doesn't have the skills. An experienced quarterback goes, yep, that didn't work, that didn't work. Wow, this is going wrong. But I, I know how to deal with this. I can solve this problem. And it comes through relentless preparation, an absolute dissatisfaction with your own skills, so that when it does happen, you don't just have cross fingers to deal with it. A uh, question I had for you. You've been uh, the commander of the, the space station, and uh, you've also been the, the leader of the, the Russian space program or the NASA. Yeah, I was NASA's director in Russia. And, yeah. you know, as having been a, a leader in, in possibly some of the most strenuous circumstances, um, you know, what are some of the leadership tenets that have been really kind of crucial to your success and, and leading your teams effectively? So I think having a clear understanding of what success looks like is very important for any team as a leader. If I, what I, I say to myself is, why are we a group of people? What is it we're actually trying to accomplish? If this goes perfectly, what will it look like? And sometimes you only have a very small subset of that in mind. And I think if you're the leader, then you're the one who is responsible for guiding all of the small decisions to try and herd the whole thing along so that it gets to the overall result that you're actually trying to achieve. And so having that clear in your mind as the leader of what success actually looks like, but then working with your team so that each person on the team has a clear understanding of what success actually looks like. Not just, we have to hit this deadline by Friday, but why are we hitting this deadline by Friday? What, what's the point of that? Where is this taking us? What is success gonna look like after Friday or a year from now or six years from now because most of the decisions that everybody around you on your team is going to make, they're going to make when you aren't there. And if you have not instilled in them a clear understanding of what it is you're actually trying to do, then you're, you're hamstringing them to make the right decision. But with that responsibility of goal and, re and decision making, that means your next step is what skills don't my people have yet? because nobody on your team has all of the skills they need. So once you've defined what it is you're trying to accomplish, then you have to go to each person on your team in, in the 10 seconds or the 10 minutes or the 10 weeks you have and say, okay, what don't you know how to do yet? Or let's run one quick simulation of it and demonstrate what people don't know how to do yet. And then let's 
give people those skills. Let's let them gain those skills under a peaceful set of circumstances. And, and that's the only way, I think, that you can build a successful team so that you can actually get to where you're trying to get to as a group of people. Well, we've reached the end of the road for today's episode. <laughs> that's how it goes. We've landed. I want to thank uh, Chris Hadfield and uh, Ryan Govro and Jack uh, Newton for joining us today. Uh, we also want to thank our listeners for tuning in. If you like what you heard today, please rate us at Apple Podcasts. We'll see you next time for another episode of On the Road with Legal Talk Network. And on the road we are. Thank you very much, everybody. If you'd like more information about what you've heard today, please visit LegalTalkNetwork.com. Subscribe via iTunes and RSS, find us on Twitter and Facebook, or download our free Legal Talk Network app in Google Play and iTunes. The views expressed by the participants of this program are their own and do not represent the views of, nor are they endorsed by, Legal Talk Network, its officers, directors, employees, agents, representatives, shareholders, and subsidiaries. None of the content should be considered legal advice. As always, consult a lawyer. Uh-huh.